Hey there, I'm Matt. I'm Jesse. And I'm Ivana. And we're a full-time RV family. A couple years ago, we sold everything and moved our family of three into an RV. And that's been one of the best decisions we've ever made. However, it did come with a very steep learning curve. So we're here to share our stories, tips, and tricks for living life on the road. We're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the black tank. Ew, Daddy! This is Recreational Variables. Why, it's a happy road that I'm traveling on. I just can't help myself. You got me singing out a happy song since your sun came shining. I know it won't be long until your happy road is taking me home. Welcome. Welcome. I think welcome is a nice greeting. Welcome to episode two. Dos. Spectacular. Of recreational variables. Yeah. I'm happy. Just got done with a walk. Yeah. And waffles. Walking waffles. Yep. Is yeah. yummy. Our RV park that we're at right now offers free waffle breakfast a few times a week. So we like to go take a walk around the park and then grab some waffles. Because, you know, for a diabetic, this is the greatest thing ever. Waffles. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and spin that wheel. What do you say? The wheel of topic. All right, let's go. And we have choosing the right RV. Ah. Ooh, this is another fun-filled topic. Yeah, yeah this is definitely um, when people start full-time RVing, choosing the RV, is that's a big one. It's big because there's so much to choose from. You know, you, you, you hear all these terms like like camper van and fifth wheel and a bumper Cla pole. Yeah, class A, class B, class C. It's what? like the alphabet yeah. RVs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it's, know. It can be really confusing. Like, I mean, I'm still a little bit confused about class B versus class C versus class B plus. But, you know. I didn't get a B plus because I've never had a B plus. So why start now? <laughs> so class a jesse what's a class a class a's are those uh big bus like um rigs i guess they uh they're kind of like your motorhome like your, your old school motorhome when you think motorhome you think at least i did see i like, think i think of class c's when I think old school motor, motor oh, home, that's okay. like what my, what my grandparents had, you know? Okay. Okay. Um, no, I see. Yeah. So class A's, they, you know, they're, they're generally those, those big, it's like a big bus. Um, like, like it kind of looks like a, like a Greyhound bus a little bit, but, um, you know, it's, it, they're typically the more expensive, uh, class. Uh, you got everything there all in one and you drive it and, uh, live in it and a lot of times you have to you tow a vehicle behind it um so that you don't have to you know pull that big bus around everywhere that you go you yeah, know to go yeah, pick up groceries tough. and mm -hmm. stuff so you know that's that's a class a how about uh class well, sorry don't don't mean to interrupt but the the class a like they come in diesel and gas um pushers i guess the they're called i think um no not gas pushers oh, okay <laughs> that's yeah that's else. true no no yeah it's I a get, diesel pusher diesel pusher yeah. or a gas <laughs> or a gas engine yeah i don't know but <laughs> gas um pusher. gas pusher that's me 
<laughs> push a lot of gas. That's that's our fam- our whole family. <laughs> our whole family, yeah. Uh, but uh, TMI. <laughs> no, there's no such thing as TMI. But um, um, so you know that that's something to consider is the cost of all that. But then, um, you know, with I think all with the class A, Bs, and Cs, something you got to think about is that if your if your rig breaks down, that's your home. Right. Well, why you don't know? we talk about what class B and Cs okay. are so that we we cover that's that? True. You okay. know. Um, so class B, go for it. Jess. So, you so started talking class about. B is, I guess, in my understanding, it's, it's, they're more like a van, uh, with living space in it. And there's different, there's all different sizes, like class of class B. So a lot of times people just call them camper vans. That's what I call them. I don't even, I didn't realize they were called class B's till last night when we were researching some stuff. So that's class B. And then you got class C's, which are kind of like the, um, they look like a converted uh, front end of a truck or front end of a van, but they have like the camper that kind of goes over the cab. The overhang. Yeah, yeah the over, it hangs over and then the living space behind that. That's the class C. Um, they're gen- class C's are generally not as expensive as class A's. I believe you can get those in gas or diesel as well, though. Um, but yeah, the class C is what I think of like with RVs, you know, just from like growing up as a kid. Um, so yeah, so with those, those are all like you drive, you drive your home, the, you know, so back to what you were saying, the things to consider with those is like, yeah, if, if you have a repair, it's not just your vehicle that's going into the shop for a repair, it's your, your entire home. So you have to think about that, uh, whether that means you have to hire a mobile repair person, which could be very expensive. Very expensive. Um, yeah. or, or that means you have to get a hotel or, or arrange to stay with a relative or something or friends while your home is in the repair shop. And so. it could be weeks or even months before some shops can even. Yeah. I mean, especially, yeah, lately, like, cause we started doing this in 2020. So of course, you know, everything was, it was very hard to come by just resources in general. And it's, that still hasn't really recovered. Like it seems like repair shops and that kind of thing are just slammed these days and you know for whatever whatever reason but everybody's doing it now yeah yeah and that that's the thing like the newer models which which we were kind of talking about over the past week or whatever but newer models of rvs and and fifth wheels and i think just um um recreational vehicles all around are not built as is sturdy the right word? They're, yeah. they're just a, a little bit more, I don't want to say flimsy yeah. or cheap. Or... Well, I think they, they tried to go light in more recent years so that they're they're lighter, right? But um, they with with all that lightness, and I don't I know this is true for like fifth wheels and bumper pulls. I don't know so much about the class A through C. Yeah, yeah but true. um, they but you know the consensus among the RV community um, seems to be that. They're the newer ones are they're lighter but they're flimsier. So there's there's kind of a sweet spot too of um, buying in a year that was where they were still pretty sturdy, um, so that it's going to hold up. Especially if you're going to be full time in it. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, ours is a 2011, um, but now we're the other thing is we're 11 years old. So some RV parks, if you're going to be staying, because we tend to stay monthly. Um, some RV parks 
want to, if your rig is over 10 years old, they want to see pictures so that they can approve it because they, they want to maintain a certain look in their park. Um, I guess they don't want it to look dilapidated. Or and whatever. I've tried being in these pictures and they still denied us. And I thought, yeah, that yeah. For sure. Get us in there. Yeah, but no, no. No. no, actually, we, we, we got denied from one park because they said they had too many rigs that were over 10 years old. So it, maybe it wasn't necessarily the rig because I tried to call and ask them what, you know, hey, what, how could we improve it? And then they just said, well, we have we only have so many rigs over 10 years old that we can take in. So that's something to consider also um, is the year, you know, eventually all RVs are going to age out. Um, mm-hmm. you know, depending how long you're going to do this, like a fine wine. Um, but a lot of those, those places, though, if you're only going to be in a place for a nightly or weekly stay, they generally don't have that rule. It's more for long term. So if you're going monthly and one of the reasons we go monthly, um, is because it saves you a lot of money. Um, there's usually a big discount if you stay a month or more at an RV park. Um, and also gas, like, it saves us a lot on oh, yeah. fuel. Yep. So, so. Um, so moving on to that, yeah. we're on to fifth wheel, which is what we ended up with. Um, so fifth wheel is the kind where you, uh, you need a truck you, to you, pull you it. need a yeah. truck to pull it. And, um, there's a bu- fifth wheels and bumper poles and the, you know, the difference is how you pull those. Both of them you need to pull with the truck. Uh, but the fifth wheel generally hitches inside the bed and the bumper pole hitches at the bumper, like, it, bumper. like yeah. it says. So some people call them travel trailers. Um, so yeah, so fifth wheels tend to be more expensive. They tend to be heavier. So you got to consider that with your truck. Um, but they are easier to pull usually because mm-hmm. of that, where you're hitched up, it gives you a little more stability, I guess. It's just easier or? to pull. Yeah. On that. yeah. Well, and the bumper yeah. pole tends, to, you know, they can tend to sway and <laughs> but, things like that because mm-hmm. you're, you're not as, you're not in that same spot. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, within these class A, class B, C, um, fifth wheels and bumper poles, there's different types in there. Like for example, the, the fifth wheels, you know, you, you got, um, your toy hauler fifth wheel, um, which is what we have, which is meant for toys. Like, um, motorcycles, golf carts, um, side by sides. Yeah. So they have, uh, so when they say toy hauler, it's usually toward the back. There's an area where that usually your the back wall or what, whatever you want to call the, it, the yeah, back, yeah, the, the very the back, back, it'll be a, a, a big door that can come down and turn into a ramp so that you can get toys or cars or whatever in there. Um, or folds down into a nice back patio yeah, yeah, a lot to of times, enjoy your summer evening at the lake. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and then usually, um, ours is gutted, but, um, a lot of times they'll have like bunks back there that can like raise and lower. So it's kind of cool. You can, you can usually sleep more people in the toy hauler in the back, but toy so, haulers tend mm, to be heavier though. They, they um, are. Because yeah. they're meant to carry those big toys they heavier and longer yeah, yeah heavier yeah. and longer usually some of them are i've seen some pretty short ones though where the toy hauler area isn't separated from the the like the kitchen and living room area yeah, it's yeah. kind of like all in one. Oh, that's right we have seen those yeah but they were those they were pretty cool. short and yeah. the, i think they were bumper poles also they weren't fifth wheels yeah. um, but you know when, when we were choosing ours we we were really debating between a class a and a fifth wheel um and 
what it came down to for us is something we learned as we were doing our research was that, you know, we, we thought, okay, class A is great because if we got to go potty while we're on the road, um, you can just go up and, and go potty, right? No big deal. It's kind of yeah, like peeing grab, in an airplane. Grab right? a snack or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It, c- it could be really fun like that. Um, but what we realized was that you you got to be seated in the seatbelts, we were told, for the years that we were looking at, or at least you know the older ones, the seatbelts were not bolted to the frame of the rig. They were more just hooked into the, in the, the cl- seats. In the class A's. Yeah. 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 Um, and so why, why is that a big deal? Well, in case of an accident or something like that, um, you know, should anything happen, the... Um, um, we, you know, we're recording in our fifth wheel in our, in our toy hauler. And so there's probably a lot of background noise. My daughter just turned up the radio. Oh, does she hear it a little bit? Should I have, go have her turn it down? You want to go yell at her? Well, I'm not going to yell at okay, her. Okay. No, no, it's fine. Whatever. But I'll, no, I'll just, okay. I'll, I'll ask her to turn it down. Anyway, so the, the, the seatbelts are not, um, bolted down to the frame, which makes it a little more dangerous. Um, you know, the thing we did like about the class A's is that, um, they were bigger, roomier, um, and another downside actually was that we, we would have to tow another vehicle, especially if you wanted to go, you know, venture throughout the town that you were in, you'd, you'd have to, um, you know, have another vehicle. Whereas, you know, what we obviously eventually ended up with a fifth wheel is you tow your home and you just drop it. And then you got your car that you towed with and you can take that throughout um yes you have to ensure both your fifth wheel and your vehicle that you're using a tow with but with a class a setup or a class b or c you got to have auto insurance like the full auto insurance for both that rv and the vehicle that you're driving so the expenses can go up as well um you're going to need oil changes on both you're going to need you know vehicle maintenance on both whereas a fifth wheel you need you do you still need maintenance like tires and brakes and you know electric lines and, and stuff like that but but it's not going to be the vehicle maintenance that you would need when dealing with both a class A, um, class B or class C. Um, so that's why we eventually ended up with, with a fifth wheel. We just felt like it was, um, great for us. Um, and it was going to be the best thing and kind of moving on on that is that people ask, you know, which one should I get first, the truck or the, or the RV? Um, and I think to, to answer that, it's like, what, what do you have right now? Do you have something right now? Do you have a truck right now? Even if it's a 150 that can pull a small fifth wheel that can be used to, to pull a bumper pull. So what do you have right now? If you have a truck, find an RV that'll match the truck, meaning find an RV that's going to be light enough um, or fit within the towing capacity of your vehicle. Yeah. Oh, and one of the things about that is uh, the towing capacity was super confusing for us. I, I don't know. Some people might roll their eyes at this, but it w- it was like too much math. Um, and so I found somebody in a Facebook group, by the way, face RV Facebook groups are great resources too. There's a ton of them for RV living. Um, but somebody in an RV group had recommended an app called, uh, RV tow check. And I think it's like 99 cents. And in that app, you just enter the year, make a model of your truck and it will give you, it will spit out the stats for, what your truck can pull and it, and it even because it's different what it can pull in a bumper pull versus what it can pull as a fifth wheel because the weight distribution so it will actually give you the fifth wheel weight that you can pull so 
Yeah, we're we're not going to go through any equations no, or no, no, um, no. stuff like that. We we're not qualified for that because it is very confusing. That's why I mentioned um, the app. Yeah, that that's why we'll pass you along to that to that resource. But when you do pull, when you do tow, the weight is is very important. And um, um, you know, on on the flip side of things, if you have an RV already, let's say you inherited an RV. We we had some friends that inherited an RV. So let's say you have that. Well, then go out and get a truck that'll pull that, you know, yeah. but if you don't have either, we didn't have either. Um, we, we had never towed before. We, we never really owned a truck before. Um, and so we got ours, thankfully as a package deal, the truck and RV right. together, which, um, was fantastic. So then, you know, after the fact, we did have to go out and replace our truck because of the weight issue. Yeah. We did realize that because we were such newbies, we were really puckered about the fact yeah. that we were really cautious of the um, the the weight and what was legal. That's the key thing, too. Yeah. There's a lot of legalities when it comes to towing. Um, insurance could, could be an issue. Let's say, for example, you're towing, but your truck is not capable of – it can still tow your rig. Yeah, the capable versus what it's qualified for, yes. I think, are two different things. That's very key, yeah. Especially legally. And let's say somebody cut you off um, and and an accident occurred because they they cut you off, but somehow you were involved. If the insurance comes back and, and looks at the ratings of your vehicle. Um, versus, yeah, the weight of your rig. Yeah. Yeah, and you're and, overweight. Um, you can be liable. Yeah, they'll deny, for that. They could deny your claim. So that was the thing for us. Our the truck that we got. Yes, it, it was capable of pulling the rig for sure. And people will argue, people will argue about this all day long. And everybody has their different level of uh, risk that they're willing to take in this. But for us, um, we didn't want to deal with. We didn't want to deal with anything like that, so we just decided to upgrade our truck to a dually, you know, uh, F three fifty, so a one ton dually. That that was yep. just that covered all our bases. It, it made us feel better, and that's a whole whole other thing. You know, just the truck in and of itself, the issue, the truck issues we've yeah, had. And but that, that that'll be a whole. Yeah, we'll save episode. that for a future episode um, where you can hear the fun with that. But yeah, that's. That's kind so of when, when it comes down to the truck or the RV, um, look, if you have a truck, then go out and shop for an RV. If you have an RV, go out and shop for a truck. Make sure you can tow it within the the um, manufacturer's weight guidelines. That is so important. And if you don't have a truck or an RV, try to find a package deal. Um, and I guess that kind of... But do, do your research. D definitely do your research. The, like in our case, the package yep. deal, it was, oh yeah, sure, this truck can pull it, no issues. Right, no issues except when it comes to possibly insurance and liability and that and you know again everyone's got their comfort level we are not giving legal advice this is just for entertainment only <laughs> um and we're also we're you know we're not here to argue about it with anybody either everybody will do their own thing ultimately yep. absolutely and then that kind of brings us on to budget what what's your budget i mean you you can go new sure if if you got the money to go new let me tell you something. There, are, we we just came back from from an RV show a couple of weeks ago. There are some absolutely beautiful. Like we we saw some that were like, yes, please. Yeah. But um, you they're know, they're, they're they're way out of our budget. Or we found stuff that was in our budget. Here's the other thing: we found stuff that you know what? Maybe we could go for something like this 
soon, but why not take that money? We love what we have and maybe remodel what yeah. we already have. We're, we're firm believers in prosper where you're planted, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 um, and being, so. being faithful with the little. So, yep. so we ultimately decided these, these new rigs are beautiful. They were, and they, you know, some of them were just absolutely perfect. Um, however, we realized like we really do love our RV and the floor plan of our RV is what really, really drew us in. And so for, we just decided, you know what, our, and our RV was built in that sweet spot of when RVs were, uh, built a little more tough. So yeah, we just decided let's be faithful with what we have and enjoy the journey and the fun of renovating it. Cause that's a whole other thing you can do. Like, I didn't know that you could renovate RVs when we started on this. And then you see the things that people have done. I mean, everywhere from just completely gutting their RVs and starting over to, um, to just a little bit of like cosmetic stuff that you can do, but it make, it can make a huge difference between it looking like a camper and looking like a home. And, uh, if that's important to you, you know, those are things you can do. And, you know, I mean, some people have gotten used RVs for really, really cheap and then they go through and they, they spend the extra money on, uh, renovating and do, they do some amazing things. Well, a, a friend of ours just called us yesterday actually. And she's like, Oh my gosh, my brother knows somebody that's selling an RV for $6,000. It was a 40 foot fifth wheel for $6,000. And it's like, um, if like, yeah. We were there, in, we would have gone and bought it. Yeah, ourselves. it was in good condition, yeah. well maintained. It was a two thousand seven and so we were like, Yes, jump on it. But it's something of like it that. Was gone. Yeah, like, it was she, gone she by the time she called. called. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it, it was gone. So yeah. really look look at the budget. What don't break the bank on this because you're gonna find something within your price range that is gonna meet the needs for you, your family or whatever it is. For the dollar amount that you want to spend, yeah. and it may take some effort and research and going out and looking at different things. And another but, reason not to break the bank is you're going to want to have some extra money for repairs because new or used, they are going to happen. It is inevitable in this lifestyle. We know people that bought brand new RVs that had them for maybe six months and the slides broke. Yeah, or um, they had leaks or yep, mold leaks. in brand yep. new RVs. Yep. So it it doesn't matter. One of the things that a lot of people will say about buying used, even if you just buy one that's just a couple years old, is um, the previous owners have worked out all those kinks for you. So that that is something, you know. I mean, even ours, though, you know, ours was old, much older. Um, but there, we still had issues, you know, the previous owners had worked out some kinks, but there were some issues, yeah. you know, yep. our water heater was, was leaking and yeah, was, <laughs> yeah, you know, different yeah. things. Luckily we didn't end up with like spongy floors or anything, but, um, a couple of soft spots, but had, no, nothing there, bad, nothing we couldn't, you know, take care of. Um, yeah. so, so then, you know, we, we, we had mentioned, you know, do some research and you'll find the right rig for you and your family. And another very important thing that Jesse has, you know, kind of touched on a, a little bit throughout this um, episode though, is floor plan. Yeah. The floor plan is so very important and it was for us. Yeah. Um, you know, the one, one of the things that was important for us was to have our own space. Um, because let's face it, when, when your family goes from a house, let's say it's 1200 square feet, like our house was down to 380 square feet, 
or less or less you're in closer proximity and you're going to yeah. piss each other off let's just well, be honest yeah well and every, you know everyone has i mean we've seen bigger families than ours of course we're only a family of three i don't know if i should wait for this well that's okay uh, that's just the sound pass. of the rv park maintenance yeah. mowing the lawn they do they do a wonderful job they do always it's always here. give respect to those rv maintenance guys they or and gals they work so hard and uh they and really you know they make the experience so i'll, I'll do a shameless plug respect we're at Verde River RV Park in Camp Verde, Arizona. It's a beautiful park. With Gorgeous one, park. Wonderful people. Gorgeous park. Second time here. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. They're not paying us to do that plug. We just want to <laughs> no. let people in know. In fact, they're kicking us out. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, so anyway, so yeah, the floor plan. Um, where was I on that? No, no. We, well, we, oh, yeah, we were yeah, talking yeah. about so, how we piss each other well, off. Well, and then, yeah. So so every family's different, too. We, we've known families... You know, we're in a 40 foot rig, which is, that's the other thing. We did not know that 40 feet was like one of the biggest. There's bigger, of course, but we didn't realize being newbies, we didn't realize 40 feet was big. We just, we loved the floor plan. We loved how we have, we have the master bedroom. We have a living room slash kitchen living area. That's pretty big because of a, a nice slide. And then we have the toy hauler area that's completely separate, plus a bunk above where our, that's a pretty good size. It, it could fit a full-size bed up there. We have a twin-size mattress up there, plus there's some shelves, and so it's perfect for our daughter right now. Um, so anyway, we had, we needed a little space, like, where everybody could have their own space if they needed. And that's not the case for every family, but that's the case for our family. And so even having a big rig and the uh, <clears throat> difficulties you can have with towing it and backing it in and things like that. Um, we've just, even though we've talked about downsizing this, we just can't get over the floor plan yeah. and how well it works for our lifestyle and our family. And so, uh, you know, with floor, for half uh, floor plans as well, we checked out some RVs that um, walking into the, what they would call the master bedroom, um, I barely fit in there. I'm six foot one and I barely fit and in there. I'm five ten, so we're both tall people. And um <laughs> you know oh, So yeah, go cause... go check those out because you, you in that particular rig we, we entered in the the bedroom and then poof, like the bed was right there. You had nowhere to go besides through that little door and then you were automatically on the bed. Yeah. So there was no room to really move around and it was a short bed too. Was that was short, the other thing. Yeah. So if you are a tall family like ours, you need to think about that. And so in, um, this was a bumper pool that we were looking at and, you know, it had a decent floor plan. Like it had a bunk room in the back. It had the little living area, but the master bedroom, we wouldn't have fit on that bed. Our, our feet would have been hanging off. It was a short bed, which there's like an RV queen or something like that. So they're short wasn't going to work for no, us. No, that, that was not going to work for us. So do do you need a queen size bed? Do you need a king size bed? There are some RVs that have king size beds that actually come standard. Do you need a toy hauler? Do you have motorcycles or, or, um, you know, um, ATVs or whatever yeah, that, that you need, that you need a haul. Yeah. Um, storage, that is something that you really got to consider, especially if you're downsizing from a house. Do you need the storage room cooking how much cooking are you yeah. going to be doing yeah if you're somebody who really enjoys cooking um you're going to want to take a look at that kitchen space because some of them have almost no counter space um and so like if you need to do food prep and things like that 
that's that might be an issue and then there's also you know some of them come with residential size refrigerators which means it's same size fridge you would get in a house and then there's camper fridges and different sizes of those we ours has a camper fridge which is kind of funny considering how huge our rig is you it's kind of weird that they didn't put a residential in there but i will say i'm i've gotten extremely good at playing uh, i call it fridge tetris and even when i bring home a load of groceries and we're looking at it going how is this all gonna fit it always fits and um we find we could so we can fit quite amount a good amount of food in there at least enough food for a week for our family even even a little more than a week um and we have less food waste because things don't get lost in the refrigerator like they can in a big home fridge so um there's yeah. a tractor again. <laughs> yeah, tractor's going by again. Tractor. So, you know, just enjoy the peaceful hum of that. Ah, Isn't it the beautiful? The sounds of joys of camping <laughs> at Verde River, RV yeah, Resort, yeah. and spas. Um, so, yeah, so, the, so ultimately, like, for us, like we said, the floor plan for us, we, we love the toy hauler. That was the thing about going to the RV show. Yes, we were looking at... Um, brand new RVs that were way out of our budget, but it gave us a chance to walk in as a family, to walk in and out of a whole bunch of different floor plans and rigs. And that was where we realized the beauty of a toy hauler for our family because of the bunk and the extra garage or whatever you call it in the back. You know, you don't have to leave it as is. You can turn it into whatever. So we're in the process of, you know, right now, our toy hauler room is, it's a, an office slash storage slash workout room, Yeah. but we are, we have a vision to turn it into this really cool space that we can work in, but also hang out in and make it more comfortable. So kind of like a back living room, like a little, yeah. yeah, not a man cave, but so what, yeah, gosh, Fa- a family room, a family cave, a family how special, ca- a family cave. So now we brought in our daughter to give a little bit of insight from a kid's perspective of uh, choosing an RV and, and what she does and maybe doesn't like about our particular RV and things like that. What I like about this RV is that for my bunk, it's right above the toy hauler. So though it may be tiny from looking at it from inside, it looks big on the outside. My non-favorite thing is the kitchen. It's small and can't fit all three of us to be comfortable. Yeah, yeah, we can't all be in the kitchen at the same time. I like how big we have a toy hauler. Well, it's good for the cats roaming around. It's also good for working, playing, you know. Yeah, and it seems like for your bunk, that's a place where, you know, you can go and have some privacy if you need it, right? Like. Mm-hmm. So it's good that we can all have our own space. Yep. Another thing I don't like is that there's not a lot of storage. Not a lot of storage, right. So you've had to be really, really selective about what kind of toys and things you can have, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm amazed at how many stuffed animals this girl can keep up in that little bunk, but she does it. Hey, if you could do it, I can do it. I put it in this big, like, beanbag thing. Well, it looks like a unicorn, and at the top of it, it unzips. So then if I want a stuffy, I can 
pick one of the stuffies I have out now and put it back and get the other one. And then bonus is it's like a huge beanbag full of stuffed animals. So if you want to sit on it, you have a big comfy area to sit, huh? Yeah, but I can't sit on it because it's in that corner that is like, it's reaching yeah, all the way to the, in the roof. Corner. But if you wanted to sit on it, you could pull it out of there and bring it down and, and sit on it, which you've done that a few times. You, I've, you I've even done that before. You slept on it one night, didn't you? You brought yeah, it down. Yeah, I made a big fort yeah. next to the cabinet that we hold most of our stuff. And like food, and I made this like tying the blankets to the handle. And if you open it, the, yeah. the blankets would just come on me. Yeah, I would be like, "Hey, watch it." Yeah, but yeah. So I mean, even in even in an RV, you're still making forts and and all that. Anything else you want to add? This RV is big enough for like two cats. Yeah, we have two cats. We used to have five cats in here. Yes, we did. That'll be for another podcast, huh? When our our cat was pregnant, we didn't know it. That was a good one. Yeah. Yep. So go out, get the inspiration. If there's not an RV show in the town that, that you're at, there's at least an RV dealer or a used RV dealer. Yeah. Go join some Facebook groups. Go start, you know, checking these things out if you're just a bit interested or curious what these things look like on the inside. Um but but do your homework, find the right floor plan for you within the right budget, um, because you're, you're going to find it. You're going to find it, unless you're really pressed up against a huge deadline that you have to get out and you want to move into this, whatever, that that's your own business. You know, some things I, I would recommend, too, to keep in back of your mind is if it is used, maybe consider getting an RV inspector, just like they have home inspectors. Um, I, I would say spend, you know, anywhere from the $500 or $1,000 to have somebody go out it may not even be that yeah much, but... i think we were quoted like four hundred dollars okay. but we didn't we didn't end up doing it we were so excited and we just kind of were like ah no it should be fine because we you know we had done our own walkthrough and and stuff but i i in hindsight i think it would have been smart to get the rv inspector because maybe some things could have been pointed out to us ahead of time I don't know how loud this is. It's pretty loud. It's, it's loud, yeah. There. This is like some wow. ASMR um, white noise. Something. Plus, you can probably hear our daughter jumping around out in the other room. It's like, you know, she's got MMA going on upstairs. Yeah. yeah. Plus, oh, plus we have two cats. Another mosquito. Oh, mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. I hate Invest mosquitoes. in bug spray. Bug spray. Okay, go. The sound's gone. Go. Okay, um, so the RV inspector. Yeah, I would recommend it. We didn't do it, but I'm not saying we did everything right. So this is more of a hindsight is 2020 thing. I would recommend you spend the the three, four, five hundred dollars, whatever it is, um, to have an RV inspector because it could save you money in the future, um, especially if you're a newbie like we were. We we literally knew absolutely nothing we were so green um and so and we'll do a we'll do a, another episode about our first couple of weeks living in the rv because it was it was green <laughs> a roller coaster it was it um was. yeah we almost bailed completely like we we had what have we done kind of thoughts and mm -hmm. so that, that'll be mm -hmm. you know i think everybody goes through that but here we are two years later Loving it. It was kind of that same look you gave me at the altar. 
Like, oh my God, what have no. I done? RV inspector, yes. But also um, understand the, the, the sizes of these rigs, anywhere from a class A down to a bumper pole. Understand the sizes, what it takes to tow them, and the pros and cons of going with one of those styles. Yeah. If you're um, narrowing it down to a bumper pole or fifth wheel, do your research on that as well. Which one's going to be best for you and your family and polling? You know, figure out the places you would like to go. Do you want to boondock? Like live, you know, go out yeah. and and, and um, um, on BLM land or something like that where you have no water hookups, no waste hookups or anything like that. Is that the type of camping you want to do? If so, um, you know, a big fifth wheel may not be the right thing for you because it might be more difficult the further out you go to pull that thing or the road may not be good enough. Um, yeah, you just have you know. to do some research. Like for us, yep. we, we yep. are set up to fully boondock. However, we're not going to just drive this big thing down any old road just because that, Oh, there's, there's land that you can camp for free. We have to do our research ahead of time. Thankfully there's lots of apps. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll talk all about, I'll we'll do an episode on yeah, apps just, and resources. You could do yeah, just an, yeah. Yeah, an episode just on apps and resources for real. De definitely packed. We, we hope this was helpful, just kind of having a little bit of insight and maybe some things to consider when looking for an RV um, and, and helping you along the way to figure out which RV might be right for you and your family. Yeah. Till the next time. Really appreciate you guys. Be sure to subscribe. Yeah, we're we're going to have all kinds of stuff upcoming. Or, you know, this is speaking of green, we're green on this, but we we have a lot of stuff in the works that we will be linking to whenever it becomes available. That's right. Thank you all. Have a good one. Oh, yes, your happy road is taking